Good evening, everybody, and uh, welcome to Goli Soda's The Sustainability Network. Um, Goli Soda started in 2013 as a tiny little shop in Chennai. And uh, yes, so we have our first person here. Uh, we started as a tiny store in uh, 2013, and now we are pan Indian uh, because of our online store www.golisodastore.com hi poonam hi i'm good how I'm are good. you can you hear me I'm yes good. yes so i was just uh, starting off with uh, our viewers uh, yeah. let me just brief them about what we're going to do today okay. so um, since 2013 when goli soda started we've been meeting some amazing uh, people uh, in the field of sustainability and coincidentally most of them seem to be women which I'm very <laughs> proud of and uh, we partnered, partnered with amazing people like Poonam here uh, and we thought this would be a great opportunity for us to meet each other to introduce you to some people who are making a big difference in the space of sustainability and today we have with us Poonam Beer Kasturi from Daily Dump and uh, hi, and uh, Daily Dump works in the space of waste management. They have uh, actually made us rethink about the garbage at home or what leaves our house. And um, for me personally, Poonam, why I'm very excited that you're the first person in this series is because um, you and Daily Dump have played a big role in actually starting Goli Soda. I don't know if you know that. No, uh, not really. <laughs> okay, so quickly let me tell you why I'm excited to have you as the first person here. Uh, so when I was starting to understand this whole concept of sustainability or how do I personally be eco-friendly, right. I came across your uh, Kamba, the compost right. pots. And at that point, Chennai didn't have an outlet. And yes. uh, coincidentally, I was traveling to driving down to Bangalore. And I don't know if you remember, we met and we yes, had this long yes, chat. I remember, yeah. Yeah. And I, I picked up my first, time. yeah, my first Kamba, which is still running. So that would have been <laughs> almost 2011 or 12. So that's another thing. If you buy one Kamba, if you take good care of it, it will still take care of you. So yeah. that conversation uh, made a big impact on me. But I just thought that it would make an impact only on my personal life. Uh, to be more sustainable. And when I came back, a friend of mine um, asked me, do you sell these pots in your cafe? So we were we run a little cafe. Cool. And I said, no, I just went to pick it up uh, when I drove down to Bangalore. And then she said, you know what? You should start selling them at your cafe because many of us okay. need these pots. So that was the first uh, spark in me where I realized there were many people like me who want to lead a sustainable life and had no access to these products. Yes. And uh, so uh, Daily Dump was the first product that we started selling and eventually Goli Soda happened. So I'm very, very happy to have you as the first uh, person on this series. Wow, I never knew the story. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I keep telling everybody the story. So every time I tell them it's because of me driving down to Bangalore and picking up that pot and I owe it to my friend as well to giving me that little push. No, but thank you. Thank you for actually being part of our journey and spreading the word because we, God only knows we need so many more people doing composting daily. 
Yeah. So I told you about my journey and right. Goli Soda's journey. So tell me about Daily Dumps uh, journey. How did that spark happen in you? So uh, I'm trained as an industrial designer from NID many many years ago. and uh, i was always taught that design means making connections of the whole system and uh, we were we, we were at an interesting time in the history of india where nation building was a cool thing to think about when you were students and things to discuss about and also the conversation was how can design help um, create fresh solutions for our context it was not cut paste copy from the west that uh, we were looking at as an option and so that kind of spurred my interest and also my dad was a designer and uh, i was very clear that i wanted to work on something that uh, i could make sense of and as i grew and um, i looked at the world around me i couldn't make sense of most of it i didn't understand why there was so much of inequality so much of you know hidden power that was 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 calling the shots and we were all being conditioned to think in a certain way and be a certain kind of person or do a certain kind of business or and even what did business really mean and you know all of those i think when you're young you have the the energy and the and the ability to question everything so i was one of those slow learning questioners that's all i was <laughs> and in the process one thing led to the other it was not planned i started off with small scale industries set up something started uh, doing education and from there i think i it, it fructified in my head that sustainability was something that design could contribute very meaningfully to and that's when i decided i told my students i said there's a new way of doing business there's a new way of looking at the world that people are starting and we need to do more of it and they would all turn and say it was idealistic so i said okay now i'm going to go out there and prove that this is possible so that's how i started yeah but and then why garbage but why garbage why garbage because i felt it was something that needed doing and it was not the problem it was a symptom of a larger problem and i felt that if i worked with garbage i could help people understand that it was a symptom and the larger problem also needed addressing and needed everybody's participation you can't you can't solve the big problems without people being involved it doesn't yeah. work like that like we're yeah. seeing across the world now whether it's black life matters whether it's a migrant crisis whether all of us are just not aware that these are big systemic problems structural problems yes. and so we have to keep telling the story about you may think that this is waste so when people ask me are you in the waste management business i say no i'm not i'm in the mindset and spotlighting business i i bring the spotlight into something and have a conversation and help myself think about it and hopefully other people also think about it but it's a safe space i mean it's not like a i'm not preaching down or giving a sermon or showing only one right way i'm saying yeah. let's all look at it and see what we can do and creatively yeah be part of the solution i and like I, the I, fact I that you i'm an ocd on cleaning also maybe that's why <laughs> my roommate in nid definitely thinks i got it because i like cleaning you have to meet my mom as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah but i like the fact that uh, design plays a huge role uh, in what you do and i think uh, I, 
our first connect with you is also because of that because even at goli soda if you know so I, you know i'm basically a filmmaker and uh, a yes, creative yes, person yes. so how can you creative use your creative energy to make a positive uh, difference and design yeah. is the base for all that and i love the yeah. fact about how you took a simple pot Yeah. and uh, we all know the theory of composting we have all studied that in school yeah. we've all seen uh, a pot but you put the two theories together and uh, gave us something amazing so um, but i'm I sure think, in the I initial it's years it's not even good product design it's not even good product design i mean in the sense it's it's so, so that's what i keep telling people i'm what have i done i've done nothing the pot was there composting was there actually i've done nothing and i think that's the i think i think that's the beauty of it when you don't do much right and you let things happen naturally and you connect them naturally there's real um power that doesn't rest in you rest in so many other things that happen normally then and you were the pioneer to do that because uh, i would always like my husband ashwin is in, into the arts right. and every time i see an artwork you can even see one behind i would say hey even a child can do this or i can do this right but he would say that uh, but that artist did it first so <laughs> i think you did it first so that's what makes uh, daily dump unique and i'm sure you have set an example for other companies who are now doing uh, similar things making us uh, look as waste as something very important especially in india to look into yeah. um but i'm I sure when you started off Yeah. Yes, which is good. Yeah. Which is yeah. good. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure maybe um uh a lot of education has to go into uh making people understand but do you think because of this ripple effect you think the uh level of which you need to educate people has come down because of, of that? Of course. Of course. Of course. So that's all the evangelists who became natural uh, carriers of this story forward. uh and the fact remains that it's so because it's so simply designed people don't have a problem owning it they don't yes. feel that they're copying anything and which is what is important i can can we make things that can replicate people can own without having to go through uh taking and still get the message what is the core message we all need to get involved we all need to manage our waste so that anybody can do why should only daily dump do it Yeah. <laughs> but i think uh, as i said you were the first and you made uh, many people's job easier in educating people about uh, the whole concept of segregating and composting it's become the way of life for many people but there's yeah. more to go i'm sure there's never enough there's more and more people that needs to practice and make this a way of living that's what i personally believe yeah. but i'm sure when you started uh, daily dump first of all i'm sure uh you would have got second looks by when we when you said you, your business is called daily dump yeah, yeah. but what did you um because you were the pioneer uh, i'm sure you would have faced a lot of hurdles and uh roadblocks which i'm sure you've overcome but uh, do you would you like to share some of the things or i'm sure some might be even comical yeah i think the most funniest thing is when i stand uh, even now sometimes when i stand next to a khamba in a stall it can be a corporate place or it mainly in a stall with a fair right there's a gardening fair or something like that <clears throat> i would have senior people come to me look at me and say ye aapki hobby hai kya 
<laughs> and you know so the thing was it was like because a we are women b it doesn't look like it's a gadget with it's got software and it's an app or it's something that looks yeah. complicated yeah the, uh, people try to fit you into this thing about okay your your uh, this is not your mainstay or this doesn't really require professional uh, uh, expertise at all so the dismissal that there is absolutely no effort yeah and it was so implicit in how they speak to you that this this is not serious i mean come on this can't be serious stuff serious stuff is in a ppt serious stuff is in when you go to government offices serious stuff is when you go into corporate offices and you look up certain way and so that i think was one of the biggest uh, mindset uh, uh blocks that i would face but i would always joke about it i would always turn it around and say yeah 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 my husband doesn't look after me at all you know what to do <laughs> or if i was really feeling in a fighty mood that day i'd fight with them so it's a it's a it was a gradual building up of uh, we have now about a lack of people doing composting only with our products we're not talking about all the people who are doing our competitive products Mm-hmm. so that's not a small number to squeeze at even a corporate guy won't squeeze at those uh, you know they won't laugh at that number so that's so do you the, think you're facing new hurdles now of course yes i think we like what i think but we are asking, it's a, it's a, it's a self reflective kind of hurdle we're saying mm-hmm. what should we actually be doing now now that we have done this with all our knowledge and all our expertise what's the next big lever we can fix or which the lever of systemic lever we can pull and we are on that phase because the company is established and there's a certain team till now we really didn't have a team now the team is forming so one can see some kind of structure coming into this space but we need to think about what is next and the recent four months of challenges that the world also has seen has also brought its own light to what is what should be next that's the question we're asking yeah uh i feel my personal experience in this like that's a question that i want to ask everybody on the series like what has the lockdown taught you personally and professionally uh for me i feel people have become a little bit more aware of the way they have been living before and now we rather why say we um and um, i have actually noticed a lot more people coming forth and saying hey i want to switch into say uh, this uh, washable sanitary pad or i want to start composting i have seen uh, this lockdown as a very uh, positive way in some ways even though uh, the way we do business also will have to change but what has it been for you besides of course what next but personally and professionally uh, how do you, what have you felt during this period of lockdown personally i was very um, I, i was disturbed that the india projected by the media as this um, trillion dollar whatever trillion dollar whatever economy is sitting on such i mean the foundation sucks big time so professionally and personally i think that was that was and for me it was like wow we haven't done anything in education 
we've not built a democracy we've not done anything in education i think personally that that lesson was was very very clear to me uh, during that time uh but i enjoyed the break personally because i had been working madly so it was a respite for me professionally i think uh, we got enough space to rethink about what you know what is it that we are good at what should we do and that conversation started that which was good that's good and yeah. uh, we could actually uh, look after our people well so that was also good that's good and um, talking about this whole uh, the foundation of india um, i personally fully believe that uh, sustainability is not just about buying eco friendly products or you know organic products it's also creating sustainable living uh, income for people and uh, in this lockdown more so when you see these uh, people who had been uprooted from their homes to work in a different space and then we talk about them trying to go back to their homes um, but people have not addressed the fact that why were they uprooted in the first place yeah. and uh, that i feel maybe a lot of it is because things like uh, traditional crafts and cottage industries were not respected and of course agriculture so i feel uh, a product like yours uh, addresses uh, uh, is truly sustainable in the sense you're not uh, tempted to you know make i mean of course you do have a version but uh, your primary uh, product is a terracotta product you're providing uh, income to traditional potters so um, can you talk about that can you tell people that buying kamba is not just about cleaning the cities or it's also yeah. about the livelihood can you talk about the potters you worked with then yeah uh, i think like you said, yeah like you said sustainability is not only about the product it's about the entire life cycle of the product and you cannot make a and there is no right sustainable choice it depends on the context it depends on where you are it depends on uh, where the uh, product is coming from who made it uh, in what uh, circumstances what is made the wages were fair or not how much energy was used um so there's a there's a huge set of parameters that no one person can know fully before they decide to buy a product but this understanding that this is a complex choice to make i find is not is missing we think that it's either black or white it's not and if you you have to get away from the black and white idea and you have to say okay how can i develop my judgment level you know how can i develop a judgment saying okay in this context this works actually is much more sustainable than this and very often sometimes the decision may be counterintuitive and uh, so this i find this is a very interesting i always get surprised that we've not been able to train young people in india to think like this everybody wants either black and white or they want something that's justified sometimes it's very messy it's very ambiguous and you have to deal with that ambiguity when you're making those choices so i i really get fascinated by that because when people tell me why don't we advertise very largely on uh, how much uh, benefit our potter community has got my response to that is that actually if i really had to do all that i could for them it would include education for all the children for the next 50 years which i don't have the ability to in the price of the product yeah so that's why i don't advertise it but the fact remains on the other side because of the work we've done in telangana the 
the government has put a two crore uh, common soil facility for them, which is huge. Okay. Which put in machines yeah. and all of that, and that has generated a whole bunch of entrepreneurs from the ground up over there. And okay. they are taking they uh, they are doing other products. They do so. It's 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 created a vibrant economy over there. Lovely. So to that extent, we have been uh, able to do it. But in my head, I know for a fact that if we don't also build their soft skill capability, they will not be able to rise to the level that maybe your children and my children get. Yeah, yeah. So that's the conundrum for even people like us. Uh, actually, talking of which, I had a small incident uh, story that I had with uh, Potter I met in Kanchipuram, mm. uh, no Kumbakonam, mm. and uh, as we visited his house, uh, as usual, very humble uh, background, and we were very curious about. And he said he's been doing this for many generations, and we asked, "What about your son?" Mm. He said his son, uh, he took a loan and ensured he studied and. Studied engineering, yeah. and when studied engineering, he tried getting a job, went somewhere, lost his job, or it didn't work out for him. And now the son has realized uh, that uh, there is no scope for him in the way he studied his engineering. Probably it's a very uh, not ambiguous college or yeah. university. Yeah. And he came back to his dad and said, "I want to learn pottery uh, and carry the family uh, business forward, craft yeah. yeah. forward." But the father was actually a little disappointed, not because uh, the son would uh, have a kind of lifestyle that he's been struggling with. He was more upset that he didn't teach his son uh, pottery from a very young age because yeah. he said, we were taught in a, a way because the hands will get used to the way to create the pot. And now when he's coming to me at this age, I very don't know hard. how to teach him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that story really hit me actually yeah. Yeah. about the son is now going this, not going this way, not that way. He's now stuck in the middle. Middle, yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, yeah. in fact, even in the potters' villages that we worked in, the children, the next generation, have all decided not to go and go to the cities. They've decided to oh, take over there. Yeah, and they, so they, mm -hmm. some of them have become quasi managers. All right, they don't know pottery themselves, so then they okay. hire other people. So I was telling okay. this main guy, I said, "See, you should have taught your kids pottery, you know." No, he says, no, no, that has now become class. Now, I don't want yeah. them to do it. I want them to hire. So, yeah. you know, so you can't, you can't decide this for other people, right? They have to take their own yeah. decisions on it. Yeah. But I think what we have managed to do is we've managed to energize that space and, uh, and build in the market for them to get steady income, which is guaranteed, which they don't have to take loans against yeah. and pay big interest. They get credit from us. So all of that helps them kickstart that uh, that that energy in that mm -hmm. ecosystem. Yeah, that's lovely. So can you tell us a bit about your research process? Because I'm sure research is a constant thing. It's not like you made the kamba and you've said, okay, we've got the best product here. I'm sure you have diversified in many other kinds of composting, uh, like the leaf metal leaf composter or the puja flower composters. So research seems to be an org. Uh, ongoing, ongoing thing yeah, in yeah yeah so what is the process of your research i think it's 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 coming from the design process of need finding and looking for insights where you, you because you you also have some experience in this in this uh, sector right 
so you look to make connections either when you're reading a paper or you're um you know meeting customers or you're actually living your own lives and thinking about what next um so it's a constant thing but if i was to frankly somebody asked me what would i like i would say i would like to have enough time to do more research or more okay. design work i get very little time sometimes to my own dissatisfaction because i would love to do more design work because then it finally actually adds to solutions so um I, so this is one of those things we are going to do this year make sure yes. that i have enough time to do more design but that's very important and our research is action based research we do prototyping we go and test we don't sit and write um, research papers in that sense that's not our forte and neither are experts yeah. so we do more from okay what can i see what can i uh, connect what can i try out so is it just um, you or you have a team working on the research thing so we partner with other people like okay. um, but now i do have a designer working on the team and okay. uh, we have interns who come in because okay. designers actually are very expensive <laughs> you <laughs> ask me you're a design led brand i said boss i'm a design led brand but i can't afford designers <laughs> but does lot of your design uh, research ideas come from uh, the customers as well do they come to you and yes. say hey yes. i need uh, something like this or can you solve yeah. a problem like this Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. A lot of feedback comes in from the customers also. And I think that um, also it comes from our partners. Like yeah. they will say that this this happened here, this happened there. We've done a lot of mistakes also. I mean in the sense we developed a product called the month and didn't work. Uh we developed a whole we put in a lot of money you know, trying to develop potters in Rajasthan. The the mud was completely bad. Okay. so we've tried all kinds of things either from the development of community production to products itself that we would engineer in fact we have a product coming out at the end of this month okay large scale community composter yeah yeah okay so uh, i mean and uh, viewers if you want to shoot out some questions to either poonam or me we'll be happy to uh, answer your questions but Let me start with a very basic question. Now that we are talking about uh, waste management and composting, why must one compost? So, uh, compost actually, there are many reasons one must compost. But let me start from the very basic one. Your dustbin, everybody's dustbin in India has sixty percent by weight that is organic. Now, if if uh, we send that organic waste that is mixed with plastic or batteries every day. so what we're doing is we're spending our taxpayers that's our money all of us pay taxes taxpayers money is going to pick up poison from every house every house will generate one bucket of poison taxpayers money is picking that <laughs> poison taking it transporting poison dumping poison and that poison is coming back to bite us through the air water and soil now when you have virus epidemic breakouts they all point to some imbalance in the system something has been broken and this breaking this or accumulating large amounts of toxic toxic waste at one location we think it's all contained within that one location it's never contained that the toxicity of that spreads it spread from one country to the other this will spread from the neighborhood in your end of your you know the end of edge of your city into your homes 
so now how does one how does one get people to understand that because they they because they can't see it it's out of sight out of mind so the but the interesting thing is that if you understand that this 60% can be converted into very rich compost and this compost when you put back into soil can sequester carbon from the atmosphere and that you suddenly become a climate champion then you say oh oh is that easy but of course your mind will tell you that it will smell it'll have worms yeah. and you yeah. know horror stories and you said this yes. is not for me yeah i get that a lot yeah, yeah. so fair enough i that i get of course it shouldn't smell i wouldn't like something that smells in my house right yeah. but the beauty is when you actually examine it um the beauty is it's a chemical reaction even i didn't know it before i started then i had to research and then actually met some scientists and they showed me the equation they said nitrogen is your kitchen waste you have to add carbon to this equation because finally composting is a chemical reaction so if you have nitrogen and uh, carbon and oxygen on this side of the equation on the left which is and with h2o because our kitchen waste is 70% car, uh, um, water so nitrogen carbon oxygen and water will start decomposing to give you carbon dioxide and methane and uh, whatever you compost and release water carbon dioxide and methane don't smell if you don't have enough carbon on the left hand side of the equation you will get hydrogen sulfide and ammonia that's what it smells Ooh. yeah so the only thing you need to do is to add enough carbon in your on your kitchen waste daily okay. and the best source of carbon is cocoa peat powder dry cocoa peat powder not wet cocoa peat powder if you put wet cocoa peat powder it will uh, create little more problem because it doesn't absorb the water that's released in composting yes composting is also an exothermic reaction it releases heat and water so that water needs to be absorbed so that is why people who come to me and say uh, have a problem with smell i'll say smell i'll sort out smell it will not smell at all you can keep it next to your bed and it will not smell <laughs> all right but they'll come and say about worms so worms there will be worms there will be creatures there will be ants there even may be a lizard but the beauty is they all harmless and then people say how can i deal with that i can't i can't deal with worms i can't deal with so but the beauty is once you understand the composting process you understand you can contain it and we have solutions for everything worms come yes. out we give you a solution ants come in we give you a solution and over time what will happen is you'll suddenly start saying oh i i inhabit this world with insects Hello. I my husband know. calls it my friends. He <laughs> say your friends are come. <laughs> But what I also tell uh, the customers who come to us is like if you follow, I think your guidelines and your book, you have sorted all this out. Like if this comes, if worms come, is because of the soldier flies. This can be prevented. So I just tell people, you just follow our booklet. You won't have a problem. Yeah. So I think, uh, as you said, you have uh, the solution for everything. And yeah. if you are somebody like me who doesn't care then uh, my friends have come and i would spend some good time with them yeah yeah no but i i think it's these are valid concerns i wouldn't want to pay money and bring a product into my house that is going to give me problems but i keep telling yes. people i said you have you pay good money and you buy a fridge right what does a fridge do it delays death it takes a tomato today and increases its life by two two more days yeah. Right? yeah so it's delaying the death of the tomato What does composter do? Composter takes something that you think is dead and gives life to it. 
it makes yeah. it fresh again it makes it life giving so that's a different spirit that's a different energy and yeah. if if not in india where else can we talk like this i mean yeah. we are a land which has stories of spirits and good vibes and bad vibes and <laughs> <laughs> doshams and all of this so this is yeah. a great great thing to look at and it becomes so much of a habit that when i go to somebody else's house uh, who they don't compost it feels like um, something's wrong with me if i'm just putting all my wet waste into yeah. Yeah. it becomes such a way of living that's what i tell people it, it's like a sort of meditation or yoga as i say it's a way of living you yes it becomes uh, like you wake up and you brush your teeth and then you like that you just finish your cooking and compost your waste and it becomes a way of living for everybody at home yes um, so coming to that like how for most people it's like okay i don't want to do this or most of us okay now times are different we are doing most of the work at home but most of us are used to yeah. you know outsourcing it to the help at home how does one train the help at home to get used to uh, dealing with um, the kamba or the wet waste or maintaining it huh? is it educating them very different from how you would educate uh, a regular customer or somebody how how do how does one work as a team to maintain the kamba so we have a very interesting film online called the sumati film and it on yes i've seen in canada it. and it's a, and it's very easy to understand for maids in fact we made it for maids and um, i think if you showed the film to your maid if you actually did it three times with her and then you also added maybe 200 rupees more on her thing for doing it well i think you got it sorted you need to do all three but you need to educate yeah. you need to mimic and uh, guide and then you need to reward one uh, question that i keep getting from uh, many of my potential customers who have not yet converted to buying the kamba people yeah. still call me to uh, hear their doubts one question they have is uh, i don't have a garden at home what will i do with this so yeah. uh, what is your reply to that so the world is your garden but more important <laughs> what we found is we found is that the, the the minute you have extra compost and you are connected on the social media you have an instagram account your facebook account you put up a little post or a line that says i have extra homemade compost you will find yeah. that somebody is going to get in touch with you and say give it to me yeah. Yeah. this is our experience so everybody uh, whoever is gardening and gardening is becoming more and more prevalent in urban centers even yeah. if it's for house plant even its own desk plant people understand they need compost yes and so th- those guys will f- figure you out and come and take it from you i am working still, on a yeah and if you still don't and uh, don't have anybody picking it up go to a nearby tree and put it and do namaskar according to me that's that's the best puja you can do yeah. So I'm working on a blog on this question so I think you've covered most of the points that I've been thinking. <laughs> uh my my uh, thing was uh, similar to yours. I'm sure there would be a friend in your circle who's a uh avid uh, gardener and no any gardener would love the smell of compost and yeah. it would be the best gift you'll be gifting them. I mean I have many such friends who yeah. when I say I have compost they go yippee yes. Yeah, yeah. And yes um have a throw it uh, under a tree or sometimes i even say it, even if you put it in your uh, throw it in your garbage can it's not as bad as you know yeah. just throwing your wet waste as it yeah. is but putting it in your community tree or something that would be 
the best thing that you could do and you can actually see the difference it's doing to yeah. the plant or the tree uh, what compost can do absolutely uh, so do you think um, uh, working with children is probably easier to make them understand because i remember when i came with you i came with my cousin who was yes. extremely uh, yeah. she was very young uh, still in school and she was very excited that i was meeting somebody who works in the space of composting so uh, <laughs> tell me how you involve uh, children or if we have children at home how do we train them or or how maybe it's easier to get point across through children as well as the parents are still yeah, yes. not convinced yeah well, i think it's very important to work with kids kids are get it immediately but what kids are asking us back kids are asking adults they're saying okay this is all very good but will this get me a job so i my answer to that is of course it will make you get your better job because if you go into harvard tomorrow you want to write your uh, statement of purpose and you say you believe in composting there's better chance of you getting it <laughs> okay <laughs> so i think punam this uh, was a wonderful session thank you so much thank uh, you thank I you i think uh, it was nice catching up with you also after yes, a long time yes and congratulations again on your child I oh thank you so much good great motherhood please give lots of time i didn't give my son enough time so <laughs> thanks to the lockdown thanks to the lockdown we are giving her enough and more time so much that she would just say you know please let me get out of the house i think by she would go to college by the time the lockdown is over i guess so but we're not complaining so uh, thank you so much and very good luck to uh, the new product that you're going to launch i'm yes, very yes, curious yes, you form yeah yeah Thank yes. you very much Shruti it was wonderful speaking to you and i wish goli soda all the best in this new phase of it thank you Take bye care. bye bye so thank you all for and watching to our first uh, um guest on the sustainability network uh, we'll be up tomorrow again at 7 with another interesting founder of an amazing uh, sustainable brand uh, and uh, we have more and more to come and please feel free to throw questions at us and uh, we'll be happy to answer anything related to sustainability being eco friendly uh, planning to make the switch uh, we are all here to help you through this and uh, have a sustainable life forward okay thank you bye bye